About Rosebud, Mr. Bernstein? If you'd just talk about anything connected with Mr. Kane that you can remember. After all, you were with him from the beginning. From before the beginning, young fellow. Now, it's after the end. Have you tried to see anybody except Susie? I haven't seen anybody else. I've been through that stuff of Walter Thatcher's, that journal of his. Thatcher? That man was the biggest darn fool I ever met. He made an awful lot of money. Well, it's no trick to make a lot of money. All you want is to make a lot of money. The Lifers Podcast with Scott Lucas, Gabe Rodriguez, and Ben Reiser. And now, here's Scott, Gabe, and Ben. Yeah, I mean, I guess protocols are changing. I went to a bar the other night, and... How was that? It was pretty good. You had to show your vaccination card at the door, and you couldn't get in unless you were vaccinated. But then once you showed your vaccination card, you didn't need to wear a mask. Like, everybody in the bar was maskless because they were all fully vaxxed. And how were people? Like, were people, like, assholes, or were they cool? No, they were cool. I mean, I didn't see anybody getting into anything at the door, but this is Madison, you know? And this was kind of like a hipster bar. It's not like a fucking, you know... It wasn't like a neighborhood watering hole, so... Yeah, I'm kind of worried that... I mean, we'll see how it goes this weekend, you know, but, but I'm worried that, I, I mean, I was hoping for this grace period where people would be nice to each other and be grateful to be out. And, uh, from some of the stories I've been hearing like, from Justine when she's working is I feel like that is either over or it never really happened in the first place, or it's not going to happen. Like people are already being entitled dicks and you know, I, I was hoping there would be a period where we would be, you know, we'd learned a lesson and we'd be nice to each other. And, <laughs> yeah. and uh, I'm afraid that that's not going to happen. Well, the the other thing is that I feel like there's been this um, like I, always, I, you know, everyone seemed to have this fear that there was going to, you know, we were never going back to normal. Like things were never mm-hmm. going to be the same. And what I'm seeing so far is like, no, it's like this never happened. Like it, we're totally back to normal. A medium. Right. Yeah, it's like it's like it never happened. Like the what masks? I don't know anything about that. Well, I mean, in a way, that's cool. But in another way, I'm kind of like, well, this did happen. You know, let's let's not forget the the lessons that we were supposed to have learned. You know, it's like I'm afraid that it's going to be like. Well, some people I've already seen it. It's like Ebenezer Scrooge, <laughs> but Ebenezer Scrooge started acting like an asshole on December 27th. You know, he couldn't even wait until New Year's Day to go back to being a jerk off right you know you you know that eventually ebenezer scrooge says fuck all that is that right is that your sequel to christmas carol is that scrooge goes back that's what i think i I think you know eventually you know scrooge went back to being scrooge he couldn't keep that up i mean who can keep that up i mean he was really being nice you know that's just not in him i mean you're going to change like that overnight because you ate a bad piece of meat 
Uh, yeah. Well, I'll not... tell you that in the productions of Christmas Carol that I've gotten sucked into through the Children's Theater of Madison in the last 10 years. <laughs> That's right. Um, you... <laughs> those, those productions are like, you know, sort of n- newly written adaptations. And they tend to be told from the point of view of Tiny Tim as an adult. And so he does ah. talk about Scrooge, the rest of Scrooge's life, and how he was a wonderful father figure to him and all this stuff. But I don't know that that's canon. I'm more like you. I feel like, no. yeah, probably Scrooge was like, fuck this, after a couple of days. Right, but you hope that at least he made it to, to New Year's. And I'm worried that we're not even going to make it that far, that it's just going to be like, screw this, you know, I'm living my life. I mean, you know, to be honest, people have been acting like that all year, so mm-hmm. why should people stop being assholes? Right. I mean, there's a part of me that... Uh, I'm not ready to be around people yet because uh, I realized that, you know, it's, some of it's been really cool not having to be around people. Right, Gabe? I agree. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm kind of thinking that I, I was at the grocery store today and the, the person checking out my stuff wasn't even wearing a mask. I'm like, hold on a second. Yeah. You know, it's not that far yet, is it? But I don't know. Yeah, it's hard to know. But also you've got people like going, you know, you don't have to wear a mask. You look stupid. You know, it's like, calm down. <laughs> Easy. Easy. I don't know you. Fuck you. But they've been saying that all year. So they couldn't wait. Yeah. I don't know. You know, there's always somebody who's like, you look like an idiot wearing a mask. All year they've been saying that. So I, I don't know why I would expect things to change. Think of all the nice things that have happened because of the pandemic. I wouldn't be sitting here talking to the two of you if it wasn't for the pandemic. I'm sure that's the, the case right there. That is clearly the lesson learned from the pandemic. That that you know, that grifters that, like this. me have, have figured out how to make the most of it. <laughs> but, you know, you wouldn't have been able to watch Undina twice in a row if not for the pandemic. Oh, man, that movie was, that was great. I watched that it. It was great. Last night. Yeah, it was great. Did you like it? Yeah, loved it. I didn't watch yeah. it twice, but I mean, because I got a million other things I want to watch in this festival. But yeah. I almost think that, uh, like, every time I see a Christian Petzold movie, I do want to start it over as soon as it's mm-hmm. over. And I think that um, I would prefer that from now on. And the movies are so, his movies are so short and tight that, you know, you can start it over. And it, it, most of them are around an hour and a half anyway. It it totally makes sense. Uh, he doesn't waste your time. He is really, really great. And I think this might be my favorite movie that he's done. I, I love what you said, that listening to him talk was like listening to old Scorpions interviews. That made me laugh and laugh. Because <laughs> it's so true. Yes. The Scorpions interviews? Yeah. What, what does he say over and over? He keeps going, uh, okay. Okay, yes, 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 and then he says yes, yes, and then he says tits, he says yes and tits, he goes, you know, you don't see the penis and the tits. The tits, yeah, yeah, we're talking about Ben's film festival, which is, by the time people hear this, over. Over, over and done. But what a difference a week makes, I'm already, I don't know if you can tell how much more relaxed and together I am feeling tonight than I was. I can totally tell. You're lighter. I'm lighter. Yeah. And it's not just because I, I, I'm not watching Rick Froberg try to connect to Zoom for 20 minutes and, and, <laughs> and then pack cigarettes and put his jacket on and off. Oh, poor Rick. 
Yeah, he warned us. He warned <laughs> us. He said, I haven't had good luck with Zoom. And, you know, we were arrogant. We we're like, don't worry. Ben knows what he's doing. He, How about you, he, David? He didn't say that to me. He only said that to you. I touched base with him, and he's like, "Yeah, I'll, I'll see you there. No problem." Yeah, I, I I feel like he's he's not a big fan of uh, interviews technology. Of what? <laughs> of interviews or technology? Technology. I mean, when I went back and listened to the interview, it wasn't that bad, other than the fact that he couldn't. I couldn't hear it. I mean, when it was happening, I couldn't hear him at all. Right. And I so, couldn't like, either. Ha- yeah. Right. So half of what he was saying, I was kind of like, uh-huh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was like that close talker episode of Seinfeld where they're just like, uh-huh. Okay. And so, you know, you, you, next thing you know, you're wearing a pirate shirt. <laughs> but I, I feel bad because I feel like it was mostly my failure because I feel like right away I should have said, stop, stop, stop. Rick, where is your phone? Put your phone near your mouth because we're hearing you through your phone, but you've got your phone like three miles away from you and you keep walking right. away. Right. But the well, thing was, know, what people didn't see and hear was the 20 minutes we spent with him trying to get him to call in because we needed to give him a phone right. number and he wasn't hearing us at all. It was right. insanity. It was that 20 minute where it seemed like he was having a nervous breakdown and I was having a nervous breakdown and you were kept typing in numbers. That was the yeah. that was the real source of the that that sort of fed the rest of the interview in a way. Just that killed killed the vibe. Yeah. Um but I still yeah. think it was kind of a, a, a pretty great episode in its own. Yeah, I just, way. I, I just, I wish, um, you know, it was our shot, and I wish it would have went better. Better, Gabe, have you recovered from, from that? <laughs> I recovered the day after. I was like, oh my god! I called, I told my brother, you just, you missed, you know, I just had a podcast with Rick Froberg and, and our buddies. He's like, come on, you know, like my brother Tom, he was, he always like say stuff like that, like, why didn't you tell me? I, you know, whatever. What, what's he gonna do? Right. What was he going to do? Yeah. Call in? <laughs> I don't know. But, uh, you know, I just felt I felt like it was something I can write off the bucket list. I got to interview and talk to a person I looked up to and listened to for 25 years. You know. Yeah, but you were very angry with me for not telling you. I wouldn't say I was angry. I mean, I was just like another here. Here you go again. You know, another let's get Gabe this way. You know, where do you see what I got for you this weekend? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, I, I apologize, and as a way to make it up to you, we've got John Reese here tonight. <laughs> You've been waiting all week no. to say that, haven't you? <laughs> you know what? I think at least we, ten minutes. If we ever did get John Reese, I think that interview would be worse because you never know when he's telling the truth or, or just BSing you. That guy's a prankster. Every time I've seen him, he's just been joking around, and that would be a hard interview for me because I'm like, I don't know, are you joking or not? You're not used to that with me. Uh, it doesn't matter with you. I can I can go either way. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Doesn't matter with you. I don't give a shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not trying to impress you. No. <laughs> but maybe that is the ultimate Rick Froberg interview. Maybe that's what you want out of Rick Froberg. Is that whole thing that happened? Maybe, maybe. Like like I said, w- w- once I heard it, I mean there was a lot of stuff in there that I didn't want to cut. We were just like cutting because it sounded so bad. Mm-hmm. But there was stuff in there. I was like, oh, I didn't know this. Um, and stuff that I found interesting. Um, and if I didn't find it interesting, it w- I would have cut it down to like about 20 minutes. Because I understand it was, you know, it was a little hard maybe on the ear. It was a lo-fi interview. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's all right. But, you know, some of that music is harder on the ear, too, so I think maybe it's appropriate. <laughs> I mean, not in no, a bad way. It sounds, it's warm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's so warm. It's like, it's like Subway bread. Yes. <laughs> I, I was thinking about that analogy today, or the other day, and I was like, did that make sense? Well, my ears ring after I hear a lot of their records. They just ring. That's what and I And mean. that gives you a warm feeling? Yes, because I just, I want to. I'm, I'm attracted to the ring in my ear. I can't get. I can't stop. I can't stop thinking about it. You know what I mean? It just well, takes I, my mind and remembers everything that. It, listen, maybe yeah, it's, it's more like it's called tinnitus. It's, it's, <laughs> but Gabe, maybe it's more like that stench that you have after a night at the club, and you've gone to see a fucking band you love, and it's at this club that stinks of beer on the floor, and you come home, and all your clothes smell like cigarettes and beer. And you get you wake up the next morning and you still have that stint. Maybe that's the kind of thing you're saying. Maybe more than the subway bread. Now you buying that one, Gabe? Uh, it used to be that way. I mean, you can only smoke in so many places nowadays. After you know, like Indiana. Yeah, yeah. Maybe Virginia. Oh, they can't smoke in Indiana anymore. They stopped that. They stopped that at that club that we finally. That was fucking brutal, man. I know they put like the, they put the merch booth in the smoke area and I felt like I was getting cancer by the minute, you know. It sucks. And it's nothing that like before they banned smoking and they said they were going to ban smoking. I was like, screw that. You know, that's what you get. You go out to clubs, you go out to bars. That's part of the deal. But after they banned it, I was like, "Oh, this is good. This is this is much much better." Right. But I understand. I know what you're talking about with Subway. Um, and that's why I don't ever want to go to Subway. Because if I go in there, I smell like Subway for the entire day. But I feel like it's because I used to work at Subway. The Subway, the smell remembers me and recognizes me. <laughs> and it's like, he's here. Get him. And then you're walking around all day smelling like a six-inch sub. It's not good. Not good. Speaking of not good, uh, I was watching, well, I wasn't watching it. I had it on. I had Aliens on last night, Aliens 2, because uh, we're kind of doing an uh, Aliens thing this weekend. It's going to be good. I'm very excited about it. But I, I had the movie on, and I love the movie. I've seen it many, many times. But something occurred to me last night. I think Newt, the little kid, ruins it for me. I think I hate that little kid. Anybody else feel like this? I'm gonna I'm gonna say something which I think is way more controversial than what you just said. Oh, you hate James Cameron? I don't hate James Cameron, and I don't hate Aliens, but I think it's my least favorite of the original trilogy. I I'm a, I'm one of the few people I know who really loves the David Fincher Alien Three. I've heard that. I've heard people who are willing to go to the mat, but I. I I love, for a while, I thought Aliens, Aliens, might have been the best one of the original three. But, uh, mm-hmm. man, Newt was bugging the crap out of me last night, you know? Have you seen all those it's, extra scenes with her where you get more of her backstory? I have. Parents, the uh, special edition? Yeah. yeah I saw that. Um, that doesn't help. No, it doesn't help. And, you know, it's that 80s thing, you know, like every sequel had to have a little kid like short round and Temple of Doom. I mean, obviously, it's the Spielberg effect and well, the family values of the Reagan era. 
It's right. Th- there's one exception, and I think this was the first one. Maybe I think even predates the Spielberg thing, or maybe it doesn't. But the feral kid in in Road Warrior. Oh right, he's fucking great. But I feel like Newt, he's great. Newt and all the rest of them are just like a bullshit version of him. Like, right. Especially Newt, Newt definitely wants to be the feral kid. Yeah. Right. Great point. But in the seventies, they killed kids. They killed kids in the movies, right? Yeah. You know? And Salt in the 80s, 13. yeah, yeah. George Romero. Even Jaws, you know, little Alex Kittner gets it. Yeah. He got got by that shark. Yeah. So, you know, it probably has more to do with Reagan in the 80s than it does even with Spielberg. Because Spielberg liked to put kids in danger, but after killing little Alex, he kind of, is that his name, Alex Kittner? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I said that like that. But yeah. That's, but yeah, you know, kids, just uh, any kids listening to this, they used to kill you guys in the 70s. So just be glad that you're not in a movie from the 70s. What do you think of that, Gabe? Uh, I'm going to say something controversial. I, I never saw the Alien trilogy. I might have seen wow, part whoa. of the first one. I don't, I don't go to movies like you guys. I mean, you could do enough for me for the whole year in one week. Well, you don't have to go to movies like us to have seen the Alien trilogy. I mean, that's yeah, just like going to movies like anybody has ever gone to a movie ever. I never How's that it. possible? I'm not into horror movies. Not that it's a horror movie, but it's kind of scary. No, it's a horror movie. Okay. Well, then, and I never really the, got into it, so no big deal. The second one's more action, but uh, at least the first one is very much horror. Would you say the Fincher one gets back to horror, or is it doing something completely different? Ben. Yeah, the first one's a horror movie, like a like a like a haunted house movie in outer space. Right. The second right. one is like an action, almost like a war movie. Right. And then the Fincher one, I I don't know. It's just like a nihilistic. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, just like let's yeah. let's let's end this fucking thing for real, <laughs> which of course it is didn't the, do. But it, right. No. It tried. Kill, it really tried. You can't kill it. Well, is there? Is there a is there a long edit of the Fincher one sitting around somewhere? There is. There's this assembly cut, which is supposedly like what he wanted, and I don't like it nearly as much as the release cut. So ah, but there is, and it's very different, very different. So do you like the second Aliens better than Alien Resurrection? Please say you do. Yeah, the, the okay. Alien Resurrection is the fourth one, right? With the the French guys made or one yeah. of the French fuckers. Yeah. No, I don't like that at all. I, I always I like want to, guys. and like for the first twenty minutes, I'm like, yeah, it's all these guys. The, the French guys brought in all their pals from Delicatessen and and, yeah. and uh, all and what are the City of Children or whatever that's called. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, right on. And and what's his fuck Beauty and the Beast, uh, mm-hmm. Ron Perlman. I'm like, all Ron right, Perlman. I'm into this. Right. But it go, but it it's it just it doesn't go anywhere. Like after the first half hour, I'm like, I'm out. I don't care. It's stupid. I don't like those. I don't like Delicatessen. I don't like City of Lost Children. And uh, did they do Amelie? I love Amelie. That's the uh, one I can. I'll fight. <laughs> I just, I can't, I can't do those guys. And so, like, I, I get that they, you know, and I don't like The Fifth Element. You know, there's a bunch of these movies that I just hate. Fifth Element is no good. I don't, Fifth Element is one of those movies where, like, wait, this suddenly has a good reputation? This right. was a joke when it came out. When the hell did that happen? I don't know. Gabe? <laughs> I'm, I'm I think it's Gen Xers. I'm I think out. it's G- Gen Xers. They grew up on that shit, and they think it's great. 
and it's like mm-mm. aren't we aren't we Gen Xers? No, that's right. Yeah, you can't Gen Y. I, what's after Gen Y? The I mean, what's after Gen X? Millennials. millennials. That's what I meant. Millennials. Okay. Right. Isn't there a Gen Z now? Yeah. World War Z. Another piece of World shit. World War Z. Movie? World War Z. That's a bad yeah. zombie movie. It's true. If you're listening to this episode on Friday, we'll be at uh, Gingerman or G Man Tavern. I mean, people know already, right? And then if you're listening to this on Friday, we'll be at the uh, show, outdoor <laughs> show in Schaumburg, right? Yes. On What's Saturday? that venue called? Boomers or something like that? No, no, it's called Wintrust Field now. They might have changed right? their name since last time. Is it the same place? Yeah, I, I think it's the same place. Okay. But it's going to be good. We put together a pretty good set, and we have some things for you, Gabe. What? That we're, we're going to want you to do. Get those drumming uh, arms going. At the show. At the show, yeah. You know I haven't played drums like real drums in a long, long time. Neither have I. <laughs> yes, you have. You get out there. What do you, what do you mean? I'm not. But yeah, we're going to get you behind the kit. Um, so if you're going tomorrow, expect to see Gabe behind the kit. All right. They'll know it as soon as I know it. <laughs> That's exciting. That is exciting. Yeah. yeah. I finally what saw you- this thing from French TV. Back Uh-oh. in the day, where Gabe's got sunglasses oh, right. on and a, and a yeah. nice head of hair. Fucking rock my nul- world, man. La Panule, something like that. <laughs> on Canal, Canal Plus. Fucking guy can sing and looks, I mean, he looks like he just stepped out of the Velvet Underground, for Christ's sakes. Oh, yeah, uh, he was wearing those sunglasses. Our, our old sound guy, Paul Massaro, dared me to wear those sunglasses on that show. He's like, you got to wear your sunglasses. I'm like, genius. Really? Yeah. And he says, yeah, you got to wear them. I'm like, okay, I will. And And that's that's... That's what happened. But it's good. I think Kelly's coming in. Well, hey everybody, <laughs> it's our good friend Kelly Way. Hi, Kelly. Hi, everyone. How are you? <laughs> oh, pretty good. If you've been to a show at the Metro, you've probably been served a drink by Kelly, or been told to stop acting like an asshole, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or argued with her about why you're being charged for bottled water. Oh yeah, that's a good. That one. happens a lot, right? Yes, a lot. They just don't get it. We have to make money on everything for these awesome bands to come and perform. Yeah. Right? yeah. And what do you tell them? Uh, oh, I don't know. It's been 14 months since I've told anybody anything. So I, I, have, <laughs> I have to get back behind the bar and like start practicing again. Where the bathrooms are. Why the beers are expensive. Just stupid stuff that we deal with. How are things awesome looking over? How are things looking over there? Is everything on track? I think so. I think you know they uh, announced Lollapalooza. Oh, this this airs on Saturday, doesn't it? So this airs on Friday. Oh, on Friday. Okay, uh-huh. then no secrets. Uh, they announced Lollapalooza this week, <laughs> and uh, it would be awesome if our first shows back were Lala shows. I Do mean, you think that's what it's going to be? I hope so. I mean, maybe we do something a little earlier for just a warm up, make sure that uh, everything works. It's been sitting for a long time. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh. So are you 
Are you the manager over there, or are you a manager over there? I, I don't know. I think that depends on the day. Like, uh-huh. you know, if Joe wants to brag, I'm the manager. Right. Um, but I'm also a manager. There's a couple of managers over there. Everybody's, yeah. everybody's important. Everyone. Well, and that's not sarcasm. That's everybody plays an important role. No, I mean, it's been dark over there but you guys have been busy like all year you know the save our stages campaign raising money for the employees a lot of food drives so many food drives and uh you raising money for the dog rescue organization that you work for i mean how was that organizing all that stuff um well i drink a lot so that Uh helps but um it it's it's stuff that i had to do or i would be sitting in my home quarantining and losing my mind. Right. Uh, I, I just couldn't do that. And I've been very careful. I didn't get COVID, knock on wood. But I just could not sit in my house and not do something to stay busy, to stay positive, to continue going forward. Um, and I've heard you mention a number of times, if we had known in March <laughs> how long this yeah. would have been, this world would be like half the population because <laughs> no, nobody would have stuck this out. I mean, this was insane, but we're here. We're on the other side. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. Yes. Can I say and, a nice thing about the last time I was at Metro, which was shortly before the world crashed? Uh, ooh, I was thinking it was do. in December of 2019. Is that the last December we had before COVID? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was there to see White Reaper with my whole family because my kids are totally into them, and I am too, but we were right up at the front of the stage because uh, that's how we are. Uh, I've seen White Reaper there before. I wonder if that was... fucking love White Reaper. Well, were you there in December of 2019 for that show? Maybe. I might have been <laughs> at that show. Check your calendar. Yeah. So <laughs> I got to see, we were all the way on the left side of the stage, like we were like standing at the speaker um, tower. So we, well, you know, I, my hearing has never been the same, but it was great. Right. But we got to see the, I guess they're bouncers. Is that what you call the guys who are in that pit in the front of the stage and keeping people I, off the stage? No, we don't like we don't like to say bouncers. Bouncers, uh, it just kind of seems like we're gonna bounce you down the stairs if you mess up. So what, what do you like to say? say? Security. Security. Okay. Security. Oh, that's <laughs> duh. <laughs> So you don't like to say Brian the bouncer. Yeah, but these security guys—they look scary as hell. But they were so nice to everybody. And then by the end of the show, they were—they had a whole supply of bottles of water, and they were—they weren't giving people the bottles, but they were like holding them out and pouring Mm -hmm. water down people's throats who were in the front row who had been sort of stuck, jammed up against the stage all night. They were great. I loved it. It was what a beautiful club you run. We're not horrible people. If somebody comes up to me and they're dying, I'm going to give them a bottle of water. But for the most part, we have to charge. We're a private club. You paid to get in here. Right. It's just when people are assholes about the water, which happens every night. Yeah. That's a cup of ice. And here's where the bathrooms are. Right. That's you want free water. There you go. (laughs) My job is to sell you beer or sodas. I'll sell you sodas. Mm, how about Juicy Juice? Ooh, maybe this year, you know, 2021. You never know. Well, I mean, I think the Metro has been 
as cautious and conservative as anybody in the city about when you think shows will resume. So I've kind of like back to when we were talking about how long that this was going to go. I remember, remember when it started and I was like, Oh, we'll be back to normal in the fall. I remember talking to you and you're like, I don't think so. Oh, did I have a crystal ball then? Was I drinking? I was drinking, wasn't I? Back Uh, then, everybody, no, everybody over there was like, yeah, it's not going to happen until 2021. And I was like, what? And I think it was, uh, I mean, you guys have have got your ear to the ground over there. We, I mean, I don't think we thought it was going to be so late into 2021. I think we Mm. were hoping it'd be a little sooner. Um, But, you know, there was kind of no leadership and it was a split decision on how people wanted to handle it and um here we are a year and a half yep. later almost when did you start working at the metro uh i believe it was august of 95 mm-hmm. yeah so maybe before people were born um <laughs> yeah it's been it's been a long time I, and i've loved every bit of it i took a two-year break one-year break around the 2000s 99 2000 I was living living out of state, <clears throat> and then I came ba- back into state and started right back up there. Where did you go? Did you go to San Diego or something? No, I was in uh, Michigan working for Darcy. Oh, well, that was around 2000. It was like 97, 98, and then I came back in 2000. How did you get into that, and what did you do for Darcy? Uh, if, you can, if we can talk about it. Yeah. Who's Darcy? Uh, sh- can we ask? Is that oh, Darcy, from- Darcy Rutsky. <laughs> From the pumpkins. Oh. Uh, I I met uh, her sister. I worked with her sister at Thurston's a million years ago in 95. And um, met her, met Darcy through Tanya. Didn't even know that they were related. Like Tanya asked me one day, hey, you want to go, you know, I'm going to go see my sister's band up in Milwaukee. And I was like, oh, yeah, you know, I've got the night off too. I'll go with. And she was like, totally cool. And we're driving up there. And I. And I said, by the way, you know, what band is your sister in? She was like, oh, the, the Pumpkins. And I was like, oh, wow. Okay. Even more crazy is that you would drive up to Milwaukee to see a band and you didn't know who the band was. Well, it was a night off. I thought that'd be fun. Yeah. I, I mean, I've only been to Milwaukee maybe a handful of times. And it's, what, an hour and a half away. So close. Yeah. yeah. But it's enough. <laughs> but, a handful wait, is uh, Is fine. that enough? Yeah, it's, it's good. You you got I like it. it. You, I found a great. We found a great little Mexican restaurant the last time we were up there. Um, I can't remember what it's called. What's the uh, What's the word for heart in Espanol? Horizon. I like is how right? Gabe is, that, is like the first one to be like, "Don't ask fucking me. <laughs> Don't ask <the> Mexican." <laughs> I'll look it up. I, yeah, look it up. Somebody Corazon. I think I think that's right. Corazon. Is that it? El Corazon. That's the name of yeah. a Steve Earle album, so it's close enough. Super fresh guacamole, like great veggie burritos. Is that the place that has like the outside stu- uh, area? They, sort of? this place didn't, but I think there's three of okay. them. So we went to one. Was- I th- might have been to one of them. It's kind of Austin-y, like the sort of the mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. setup. Which I'm going next, next month. I'm going to go to Austin for a couple of days. Oh, yeah? I haven't been there in... Uh, I don't know, probably 96, 97 for a South by Southwest. That was a million years ago, too. Oh, man. 
96, 97, you haven't been there since then. Well. Oh, it's changed, <laughs> Kelly Way. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad I'm not couch surfing this time. I actually have a hotel room. That's kind of nice. Yeah. You know, yeah, that's changed too. It's what 26 years gets you, 30 years, whatever. <laughs> Are you at G-Man right now? No, I'm at home. Okay. All right. Sorry. Does, does this I, look do, like... I mean to imply that your house looks like a darkened bar. <laughs> it does, though. I see it in the background. No, right. no. I, uh, no. I have a dog that might interrupt this. This could be the shortest podcast. I mean, Bruno? I. Bruno? Yeah. I, I, uh, I heard last week's podcast. And um, so this one could be sh- shorter. I'm just. You're just warning us. Why? What's Bruno going to do? Uh, he might want to. Shh! Thought I turned. I thought I turned my phone off. I'm sorry. Uh, he he hasn't done his uh, 8 p.m. job. Bruno might want to shit. Is what you're saying? Yes. I mean, you know, if if that happens, just let us know. We can take a break. Okay. Well, he's being good right now. Yeah. Do all of us have dogs? We I hope so. so. We if we're smart, we can all take. We a all dog have dogs. Break, well, what do you guys have? I'm not sure what I have. <laughs> I know what you have. Karen is darling. Yeah, she's good. He has ben, a darling. Have? I have a um, um, uh, a, a fox terrier slash Jack Russell terrier. And very he is darling. cute. And his name is Remy. And very cute. And, very and the, smart. And you guys have seen and heard him. Remember, he did that one baying thing. On oh yeah, the one right. oh yeah, it was great and 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 terrifying at the same time. <laughs> Gabe. I've got, I've got a hundred pound English lab named Josie, and she's the biggest ball of fur and love that I've ever had. And it was my first dog, and uh, fell in love with her right away. How old is she? Five. She's a little one, a little hundred pounder. <laughs> That's cute. Yeah. Does she sleep in the bed with you? Uh, she she used to. So I mean, that brings us to something that you dedicate a large part of your energies to. Uh, working for the animal rescue and adoption agency that you work for. Or, wait, that's probably not the way to put um, it. I mean, you volunteer for MCP Rescue and Outreach, is that yes. what it is? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. I've been um, working with them, for them, with them for three and a half years. My uh, Rottweiler passed away in November of 2017. And um, I met Marta, who runs the rescue. And um, I told her that. I would foster for MCP, but I just needed a winter of no dogs. MCP is all about walking, walking, walking your dogs. I mean, Bruno and I do six to eight miles every day. Um, yeah. And so it's, it's all about packing up and having that bond with the dog and taking that dog out to see the world through our eyes. And if they sit in the backyard all the time, right. then they don't. They don't get to enjoy anything. So yeah. um, I just, I didn't want to go into winter with a new dog and it gets cold. And I just, I decided to take the winter off. So my dog passed away November 14th. Mm-hmm. And I told Marta on November 15th that in the spring, get me the dog. Yeah. And November 24th, I drove down to Animal Welfare League and picked up my first foster. I just, I missed having that click, click, click on the floor. I missed having a dog in my house. 
And I've always been that person that if, when one goes, um, another one can come in, I've got room for it. And they, you know, nobody's replacing a dog. You just, you make room in your heart for one more. You're so, right. It's, it seems like fostering would be really tough. Like if you get connected. I or, like it. I like yeah. it a lot. It's like, um, well, I mean, not to say anything negative about anybody in my past, but I feel that fostering dogs instead of men is be- definitely better for me. Uh, preferable. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm just kind of a jerk, I think, to date. And um, so this, you know, the, what, are the dogs going to yell at me? No. It, this is a much better situation for everybody involved. And um, and I, I like I like helping. I like uh, fixing. I like creating a safe space for these dogs. And then um, I definitely am a halfway house. These dogs come from shelters or homeless or whatever the situation is. Um, and my apartment usually fits into like the kitchen of whoever adopts these dogs. I mean, it's just bigger than their kennel that they grew up in. So it's a nice, it's a nice thing for us. Right. It's a good transition. It's a very good. Yes. It's a very good. It's a very good, but I mean, I mean, it's no secret that you've preferred animals to people for quite a long time. Like you've you've been like a, you're quite a horse girl. I did that. Did definitely did that for a while. Um, Loved every minute of that. Uh, And then one day I sat down and I looked at how much money I spent one year and I, you know, I'm not, uh, (laughs) I, I don't, I don't have that budget ever. I will never have that budget unless I win the lottery. That's not going to happen. So. Uh, so dogs are cheaper. You said, fuck it. Let's go with dogs. Yes. And I don't have to drive as far. They live in my house. I don't have to drive, you know, 50 miles out of the city to go to a barn seven days a week. So this is much easier. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how you did that. Um, I, I put like 50,000 miles a year on my car. <laughs> <laughs> it was insane. I loved it, but it was insane. And did you ever have a pony when you were growing up? I did have a pony. His you name <laughs> He was a Shetland pony and his name was Centaur. And I did not know how to spell Centaur, so I spelled it S I N T A R. I think I saw them play at the Metro once. I think they might have. I think they opened up for oh, I can't remember who. Somebody awesome. <laughs> Jesus Lizard or something like they that. They might have. They might yeah. have. Yeah. So, What's, yes. What's the best show you ever saw at the Metro? Oh, Scott. Um, that wasn't the Wrens. Well, that's because they haven't played at the Metro. Um, I'm going to go with... Uh, I don't know. You know, Foo Fighters blew me away. I realized that I'm very song-specific with the Foo Fighters, and everybody loves Dave Grohl. Everybody loves everybody in that band. They're the best buds in the world. You, everybody wants to be best friends with them. I get yeah. it. You feel the vibe. But like album-wise, I don't put on a Foo Fighters album. Mm-hmm. So I'm song-specific. And yet, when they played uh, at Metro not too long ago, and it was, what, three and a half hours, four-hour show, uh, I sat there and I was like, I'm going to count the songs that I like. And gosh darn it, I counted like 17 songs. Now, yeah. I, don't, I don't know how that, if that breaks down to like an hour of the four hours that they played, but it was super fun. 
So let's go with the, the Foo Fighters being a great show. But what's, yes. What's uh, the best the, show you ever saw at the Metro, Scott? Um, I, you know, possibly Grinderman. Grinderman shows were pretty great. I saw both times that they played. And uh, that first time that they played for the first record, we were a little late and we showed up and we're like, okay, we're here, we're here, we're here. And as we're walking in, the the entire band, they're all following Nick Cave and they're walking from across the street at Wrigleyville Dog. And they're all wearing their fine Italian suits and eating a hot dog. And they're like, oh, hi. You know, and they're just about to go out on stage and rock everybody's faces off. Uh, and they started the show eating a hot dog. That's how they got into the, it, you know, gotten their game face on. It was incredible. I was like, oh, oh my God, you're Nick Cave and you're eating a Wrigleyville dog. I mean, honestly, how many great shows have there been? I mean, right now, now PJ Harvey pops into my head. Yeah. And, and the Pretenders. And I'm pretty sure I saw Midnight Oil there. I mean, like, oh, wow. it goes it goes way, way back. Yeah. So. Jesus Lizard shows are always great. Always fun. There was Two Nights with Gang of Four, which blew my mind. Yes. Um was was there a third show thrown in there, or am I if I am I thinking about Jesus Lizard doing two and then New Year's Eve? I don't know. I don't know about that. That might. Have I mean, been I know the Gang of Four thing was incredible because, like, after the the show, Joe was like, uh, "Let's go downstairs and hang out with Gang of Four. I was like, "Yeah, great, let's do this." <laughs> and we were down there, and they're blasting uh, the band. They're the band, the band, the band, the band, the band, the band. And they're all just singing at the top of their lungs to the night they drove old Dixie down. And I'm thinking, this isn't right, but it's so right. <laughs> so you work in Metro at 95. Yes. Uh, where were you working before that? Did you say at Thurston's? Thurston's. Thurston's. And, so then was- I, and then I booked a club before I moved to Chicago. I booked a, a bar in Terre Haute, Indiana. And that's mm-hmm. when I met like some people from Chicago and was booking bands down there and then i you know i was like this is awesome i'm moving to chicago is that where you grew up in indiana no i'm san diego girl uh but i i knew there was san diego in there there is there is there definitely is uh grew up in san diego for 12 years 13 years really important years of my life and then um and then indiana where that not was not so important years was, in your life. Nope, that is not true. I met some <laughs> the best friends from that time. It was centrally located. We went to we drove to Chicago, Indy, St. Louis, Louisville, Cincinnati. We drove mm. all over the Midwest to go see shows. Yeah. So so that was super awesome. Uh, but then yeah, when I moved to Chicago, I did. And I never thought about how centrally located that is. That you can go to everywhere. It's 70 and 41. It's a crossroads of America. You can be anywhere in five hours. It's kind of awesome. So when did you move to Chicago? 92 or 93. Okay. So you were right in the middle of it. Yes. Right in the middle of all of it. All the fun stuff. Yes. The Thurston's, the uh, Lounge Jacks. Triple you didn't fast work at action. Long Jack. 
No. You didn't work at Lounge X. No, I, I wasn't cool enough. Oh, so you were so you were a triple fast action fan girl? Love TFI. Yeah, of course. The fig dish, everything, all of that stuff. That was just so much fun back then. Yeah. I'm keep I keep waiting for Wes to put the band back together. <laughs> and maybe do it with the Wrens. Uh I'm I'm thinking of a triple bill at Metro. My okay. my dream show. Triple fast, the Wrens, and, and what's the other one? I, well, it's got it's gonna have to be you. No, it's gonna be it is. I think it's going to be really fun. I think it's going to end up being just like a hodgepodge. It's going to be a hootenanny. Uh, <laughs> I think it's going to be fun. Yeah, that's you know that's not going to happen. Like, Wes doesn't even want to talk about it. Well, Wes needs to put on his big boy panties and figure it out. He doesn't even want to come... He doesn't want to wear pants? What? No, he, he doesn't want to come on the show. I was like, hey, you want to what? come on? And he's like... Um, I don't know. I'm a little scared. I'm like, it, it's fine. You know, Gabe's there. He goes, that makes me even more scared. <laughs> he would be you a know. great guest. We got. He go. would be. Yes, I agree. I've tried. He won't do it. It it's a little it's a it's a little annoying and uh and and I'm 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 a little offended. Too. He's like, well, let me listen to it and see if it's <laughs> yeah. anything that I have to worry about. <laughs> You know what? Maybe know what you should interview Amy up. instead. I know, right? Interview Amy instead. See what happens. Get all get the inside scoop. I mean, she, she would be a better interview anyway. She would be. She's got all those borderline stories. It would be awesome. Borderline, right? Right. <laughs> oh my God, borderline. Mm-hmm. So all those bands were happening. You were really in a TFA. Yes. Uh, you know, Fig Dish. Well, okay, so happening. Joel Mark was booking Thurston's at the time. Right, Joel. Yes. And so we were getting all sorts of stuff. I think I think he brought in Morphine. I feel maybe the Lips played there, Flaming Lips. Flaming Lips at Thurston's? I think so. I, think, I remember when they played Double Door, but... I think that... I mean, listen... That was a really long time ago, and I do, I have had a few drinks in my life. Yeah. But I think the Flaming Lips played there. Could I be oh. just absolutely no way? I know Morphine did. No, it's possible. I mean, there was that show with the Lips where, like, they had that screen of uh, Christmas lights. Yes. We had a whole bunch of Christmas lights behind th- behind the wall. Maybe and they that was forever. A, maybe that was Thurston's. I think, yeah, I think that was a Joel Mark thing. Wow. Yeah. So. Yeah. Solid, they played Thurston's solid. on February 19th, 1994. Do you want to hear their set list? Yeah. <laughs> they started with Mountainside. Then they went into What's the New Mary Jane. And 14 songs later, they ended with uh, a Breeders cover, Divine Hammer. They played What's the New Mary Jane? Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, but they ended with Divine Hammer, the Breeders song. How do you like them apples? That's a good one. The Breeders at Metro was pretty great. Yes, absolutely. So Kelly, why, 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 I mean, you're as much a lifer as anybody, like, you know, more than most people that we have. Because I'm on older. This, on this show. Yes. I'm older no, and, I mean, and not wiser. Yes. No, I mean, it's not like you started working there in the eighties. You're, you're still, we're still swimming in the same <laughs> but, but waters I, here. But I kind of could have. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. But why? What? Why? Why? Why are you still 
doing this. I mean, you went, I love you went to college, right? Yeah, I, I hit some college classes. What did you study in college? Um, I think I was a business major, but I wanted wow. to be a, like a, I wanted to, I wanted to book bands, honestly. I wanted to be in some sort of music major that like exposed me to, you know, what that meant. And I wasn't getting it. And so uh, I quit. I just was like, I'm bored, silly. Uh, I can't do this anymore. And so um, I started booking this club and this bar that held maybe 100 people in Terre Haute called The Fourth Quarter. And one of the first shows we booked was Royal Crescent Mob because Mm. my friend and I had decided that for our birthday, we wanted RC Mob to play. So Mm. we drove to another one of their shows and told them we'd pay them $500 (laughs) to play in Terre Haute. And we gave the opening band 100 bucks. And I gave the ticket guy 30 and uh, we made $5. We collected $635 at the <laughs> door. Who's uh, the opening band? It was a local band. I don't know. I don't remember if it was um, the professor and Marianne. Oh, I can't remember what Ooh. they were called. And they're going to be so mad at me because I still talk to them. They're oh, going to be so mad at me. So mad at me. Yeah. No, it was a it was a local band that was really fun, and um, that was and it. you were hooked. You got five bucks, and you were we hooked. made five dollars, and they stayed at my house, so I had to like paint my kitchen. Like I spent, you know, one hundred and fifty dollars <laughs> prepping my house for overnight guests. Like, oh, I need a blow up mattress and blah blah blah, a new couch. Right. Yeah. So there you go. Yes, I was totally hooked. What was the biggest band that you booked in Terre Haute? Oh, probably Royal Crescent Mob. <laughs> okay. But but I also did, it was like Hot Glue Gun, Phantom Helmsman. Right, uh, the Phantom Helmsman, awesome. Yes. Uh, and then like some local bands, some regional local bands, like they came in droves. And yeah. uh, Nihilate, remember that band? Yeah. Nihilate, Nihilate. Nihilate, right. Uh, so all those guys. We we're really tight with the Charleston people. Um, yeah, it was it was fun. So you can't tell us who the first band that's going to be back at Metro is going to be. No, I cannot. I mean, just because uh, because Can I guess? don't. I don't know. Sure, go ahead. I think it's going to be the Foo Fighters. That would be awesome. I mean, you've been talking about the Foo Fighters this entire thing. We can't get you to <laughs> shut up about the Foo Fighters. I think it's going to be Eric Church. Why aren't we talking about the Wrens? That's who I want to come back. Okay, so Kelly Way's favorite band is the Wrens. Yes. How did that happen? Joel Mark. <laughs> Fucking Joel Mark, man. Right? We got to get Joel on this show. We should, you but should. for the people that he, don't know who Joel Mark is, let, let's who, who what's his deal? Thank you, Gabe. The Joel listeners. Mark, <laughs> the listeners. Joel Mark was in a band called Nectarine and he he booked a lot of bands and he ran a label too, right? That all sounds like a yes answer to me. Yes. And then he he left Chicago and he signed Creed. He's the he's the one. He's the one who signed Creed. All right. He's also uh, wait. Are you one... sure that that he's the one? No, Metzger. He didn't, he didn't Metz, sign Creed. He didn't sign Menzer. Creed, but he, he, he mentored them or whatever, right? Be- yes, I think that's correct because the guy who signed Creed was courting 
the rents. Oh. And they, <laughs> see, it all goes back. Uh, and they didn't like the deal. And so they were like, eh, we don't know, blah. So and wind so, up wanted the rents. Yes. And then he, then he signed Creed, <laughs> which is hilarious. <laughs> He's like, I couldn't get the rents, so Creed. Creed, here it is. Makes sense to me. Really similar. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, it was, so now do you know who Joel is, Gabe? I know who he was, but the listeners, the listeners need to know who he is. We're He's looking out for the listeners. Somebody's got to look out for the listeners. I know Joel. Sake. I thought that was your job, Ben. I know, usually it is, but I'm, I'll tell you later, I've been distracted just now by some customer service issues with the Wisconsin Film Festival. Some morons <laughs> don't know how to use the internet. Go ahead. Is that what you call it? Yeah. Hey, I'm one of those morons. I am too. Uh, you, you, you navigated the we, internet just fine with the Wisconsin Film Festival. Well, oh, what were we talking problems? about? <laughs> no, no Creed. Fine. We were talking about Creed. Uh, Joel and Joel is <laughs> no, also we Joel, Joel, Joel is also Joel Mark. Yes, I just I just uh, was texting with him the other night and trying to get him on the show. We should. Oh, he, he should totally do it. Absolutely. He, he was like, "Well, wouldn't it be better if you got Dave Perner on the show?" And I said, well, you know, that's debatable, but we, we don't, it doesn't have to be either or, does it? He goes, okay. So we'll get him on. Well, Joel has all, all the stories, and is he still in San Francisco, or is he in L.A. now? I think he's in L.A. Is he? Yeah. yeah. L.A., definitely. Great, great guy. Great guy. Absolutely, yes. And so is Anne. Yes. Yes. Great wife. I She's mean, a great, great wife. I, I mean, I, I can only assume that their marriage is wonderful. I'm not, I'm like, you know, outside looking in, uh, but they're a great couple, a power, right. a power couple. So it's so storybook. I mean, they have the perfect marriage uh, and, you know, you sh- we should probably stop talking about it because, you know, we'll <laughs> jinx it in some way. And then Joe will be so mad at us. Oh, he will be furious. Yeah. I don't think he he doesn't have my number though, so he won't text me or anything. No, oh, he won't text you, but I will forward his texts. <laughs> I'm not going through that alone. I'm not going through the wrath of Joel Mark no. by myself. Okay. So then Joel, uh, Joel introduces you. Joel to reaches the out Rens. to me. Mm-hmm. Says they're looking for a booking agent. Uh, I was absolutely completely in love with that first that first album, Silver. Um, mm-hmm. Went and saw him in New York. You know, back when you checked out bands, uh, mm-hmm. went and saw them in New York, fell in love with them, and and was like, absolutely, I'm gonna, I would totally book this band. And then I found out <laughs> there's a little something about the Wrens. They don't tour. No. They, you know, do a weekend here. Right. A weekend there. So basically, me booking them was, oh, you guys want to come to Chicago? Okay. I'll, yeah, I'll get you a show. And that was it. But that right. was, and that, and that that was, was with us. And that, that was with us. You, I think they they played everywhere except Metro. They played Empty Bottle. They played Lounge Axe. They played Thurston's. They played... Um, they played the Pitchfork Festival. They killed at the Pitchfork Festival. Yeah. But you're okay. I am. Uh, there's a Kelly GoFundMe at... No, I'm kidding. <laughs> 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 no, I'm fine. I'm totally fine. I, yeah. had, I had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich tonight. It was delicious. I um, love peanut butter and jelly. I splurged on the jelly. 
Uh, yeah, it's good. It's good stuff. Peanut butter and jelly is like mother's milk to me. Do you it's, know what that's from? Um, Red Hot Chili Peppers? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Jack Nicholson and Wolf. Oh, yeah. You know, I only saw that movie once. Michelle Pfeiffer goes, well, I don't really have anything for you. All I have is peanut butter and jelly. And he goes, are you kidding? Peanut butter and jelly is like mother's milk to me. You are the movie dude, and I watch a movie like once, and then I usually file it away. And not in my memory. Like, just like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I saw, I saw that. Yeah. It's getting harder to watch movies over and over. Like, I don't have the time or the inclination, uh, but like, there's a period of movies where I watched, like, like even a movie like Wolf. Uh, nobody's idea of a great movie, but I've seen that movie so many times. Really? Um, yeah. Why? I mean, because Michelle Pfeiffer's hot? Well, that's part of it. Uh, okay. James Spader is great. Um, uh, Jack Nicholson. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's one of, you know, it's not the worst Mike Nichols movie. It's not Day of the Dolphin. Uh, I, don't, I don't think I knew that that, that was Dolphin? a Mike Nichols no, I'm oh, just, so don't, don't despair. Just, I'm, Come on, now. I'm just trying to get a rise out of you. Yeah. Well, I think You're there was a fade. I, maybe this is the same as you. As you, I, there was a period of time when VHS tapes first started, and then when DVDs first started. When I realized I could copy VHS tapes to another VHS tape, and then I would, I would watch those movies in college over and over and over again because I'd like put yep. them in my collection. And I was just like, people would come over, and I'm like, well, I've got these 30 movies. We can watch one of them again for the 25th right. time. So. Well, I also had a, a cheater box for a while there. Remember, Gabe, you had one too? Everybody and, had one. Yeah, well, those are great. Yeah. And so you would watch the movies that were on demand and they would play over and over and over. And so I'd be like, you know, songwriting or, or doing something and the, song, the movie would play over and over in the background. So there's certain movies um, that don't make any sense. Like that movie Flesh and Bone with Meg Ryan and oh, Dennis God, Quaid. Oh, damn. Ooh, it, it, it's a great movie, actually. I, I, I love that movie, but you know, really, I'm gonna yeah. have to revisit it. I'm gonna write that down right now. I was hoping One you were seeing Cl- Flesh and Blood, the Verhoeven movie. That's a great no movie. Flesh and Bone, the Steve Cloves yeah, movie. Yeah. He did two movies. He did that and Fabulous Baker Boys, both great movies. I'm big fans of both of them. But that would play over and over and over. So I would watch this movie and like Dream Lover. Remember that with Madchen Amick and James Spader? That was on all the time. And then the other thing about Wolf is uh, I went to go see Wolf on acid. So <laughs> I was completely uh, convinced that the, the people were in the audience turning into wolves, into, you know, werewolves. And I could hear them like, picking bugs out of each other's fur and eating them. So like I imagine that the the sound of the popcorn was just a bunch of people eating bugs uh and then I had to get out of there cuz I was freaking out and Did you see walked along the bike trails and then I ended up at the other place and I was convinced that the other place was a a wolf den. It was a wild night, man. I saw snakes one time and I thought that was a bunch of like bullshit like I Oh, nobody does that. Oh, no, you do. You close your eyes and you see snakes occasionally. And so, uh uh-uh, never did it again. Snakes? Snakes. And they weren't, and and I also was 
in bed and couldn't find the end of the bed. So I was like lost in a bed and couldn't find the edge. And, and that made me like all horribly freaked out. And where were you doing this stuff? So, was this when you were in Terre Haute? At a friend's house. <laughs> that's all I need to know. So yeah, that's, that's enough. It was a, a horrible, horrible decision on my part, but, but you know, I'm still alive. So there you go. So you were at your friend's last weekend. Last weekend, acid. I could not find the edge of the bed. Yes, that Can't is Can't find the edge of the bed. Mm-mm. No. Well, the secret is don't go to the edge of the bed because <laughs> you might fall off. No, I wanted to find it. I was drowning in the middle of the bed. <laughs> <laughs> so, so. It was so long ago. Oh my God. Yeah, I know. A week, it, a week feels like a long time ago. It really, in COVID years, it sure does. Yeah. So do you feel like that or do you feel like like the year has kind of uh, it's it's long, but it's also super short. Like when people said, oh, it's been a year and you're like, wait, that feels like yesterday. Uh, Yes, I totally agree with that statement. I feel like it's been the shortest, (laughs) longest year of my life. Uh, um, I can't believe we're almost in June. I can't believe that March 12th of 2020 was a million years ago. And, um, and I can't believe that in January of 2020, I sat down and with all my finances and was like, ah, I think this time next year, I'm going to start looking for a place to buy. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, the good news is I didn't do, I didn't buy anything in January in 2020, but Man, it talk about like taking a hit and and everybody did. It wasn't like, yeah. you know, poor me. It was everybody getting punched in the crotch mm. in the service industry, in the uh-huh. in- entertainment industry. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I think you did what I saw a lot of people do. And what was really great was, you know, you just put all that energy into doing something for everybody else. For good. Um you for gotta, good. You got to do it. For good. Yeah. Um, thank you. I I really have loved this uh, this year of my life. I've put, you know, close to 25,000 miles on my car uh, while everybody was indoors, not doing anything. I was just driving all over the place. Um, and we, at MCP rescued a ton of dogs and we put I I don't have a count but I would venture to guess it was over a hundred dogs into forever homes forever situations that were from Chicago and Oklahoma and Kentucky and Texas and our most recent uh, dogs have been coming in from Mexico Um, Oh yeah, we have an ER doctor who has just crossed the border near Corpus Christi, and she is scooping up these street dogs, getting them better, shipping them to um, uh, uh, a partner in Texas who gets them even a little bit better, and then they come to Chicago. And these dogs are awesome. Awesome. So this is a national operation you got going on. We're, dude, we're international. Mexico International. <laughs> That's right. 
Yeah. I was going to say international, but uh, <laughs> or we cross borders. <laughs> yes. No. No. They. Uh, yes. You know, the political joke would be they legally come across, but um, I don't know if people joke, <laughs> joke about that. What does MCP stand for? Oh, Mission Mission Compassion Paw. I thought um, it was going to be Marta's Clown Posse. Could be that or my my companion pal. I, you know, my companion pet. It could be a whole... So it's I, Mission, Compassion, and what? Paw. Paw. Burp, burp, paw. Paw. Uh, and she's been doing this. We just had our five-year anniversary. And um, the rescue has a great reputation across the nation for what she does and the chances she takes on um, medical dogs, dogs that most people would be like, put them, give them a shot, put them under. We take chances. If they have that little spark in their eye that they want to live, we'll listen to that and go forward and, and make it happen. Um, the the underdogs with you know possibly some behavioral issues where they were given a shitty start at life whether mm. it was um my last foster we pretty much assumed that she lived in a crate and busted out her whole back end was underdeveloped her front end was very strong she uh had marks on her paws that we can, you know, you can only guess. They're not telling me anything, but it just, these dogs are, can be abused. And, um, and how people treat their animals is how people treat other people. And we really need to learn that respect to others is reflected and mirrored with your respect to the four-legged creatures in this world as well, or just any living being. And um, I do not trust anybody that I wouldn't trust with my dog. Um, And I've had arguments. I've had conversations with my, you know, with my family members where they're like, oh, that guy, he's, you know, super awesome or blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, "Uh, yeah, no, I wouldn't trust him to feed my dog if I was on vacation. That guy's an (laughs) asshole. You know, so I I really, I, I believe in how people treat one another, and, and that's important. I don't know, that didn't come out right, but... I think that's a great benchmark. Would I trust this person to feed my dog? And it's a yes or no answer, and you just go from there. Yeah. Who's on your list of who you would trust to feed your dog? Great. We just had a president who didn't have a dog. Yes. I mean, that, that right That right, says everything. That right there should have disqualified that motherfucker. And you we also have a president whose dog couldn't handle the pressure and bit someone. That happens. That's asking a lot of a dog to be thrown into the White House. I don't know what kind of dogs everybody else had, but have to think that they were kept in a crate somewhere <laughs> like I, I i mean come on let's think about this biden's had his dogs front and center uh-huh. and that's a lot of pressure with reporters and helicopters and secret service and everything right. else a dog was bound to bite somebody out of fear like i'm tired of this shit 
Right. Put, put me back in the room. I want to I want to go play with my ball. <laughs> That's what that dog did. Great. Well, we'll see you Friday. Shh, I thought that was secret. Yes, you're going to see me Friday. Oh yeah, that's right. Not everybody knows, so we'll maybe we'll cut this out. We'll figure out what to cut out. It, it's fine. I'm not worried about it. the whole thing. Whole it's going to be the shortest thing. It's going to be great. It's going to be the tightest I know. cut thing. Shortest of all interview ever. <laughs> no, uh, it's pretty good. What, wait, hold on. I want to know what my outro music's going to be. You've been playing songs at the end of the at the end of the show. What is it? I just Kelly is just the right. best guest in every way, shape, and form. She listened to other episodes. She got a microphone and headphones. She touched base with me before. This is just you're the gold standard. I don't know what we're gonna do from here on in. Tell Michael yeah, so- Shannon to do it fucking professionally. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> the hell does he, who the hell does he think he is? <laughs> uh, he just likes you know his forehead basically. <laughs> He's like, they like my forehead? This is my forehead. Yeah, well, how about seeing the rest of your face? With a forehead like this? Let it, this it was forehead fun. go to waste? It was fun. I, I have enjoyed every one of your episodes. The, the ones where you're reliving the 90s. I mean, everything. Scott, you guys are like great interviewers. And, oh, wow. uh, and thank we you. We know that's not thank true. You. After last week, we no, no, even well aware. Well aware, it has. I think to do no, no. with us. I think Rick was or me. I'm going to go with Rick. Took some of the acid that you took previously in the in the year or in your life. He was. I think he was a little. Might have been a little high. He no, might, he might have been on some drugs. I don't think so. I think uh, no. he might have. No, I think he was smoking cigarettes, and he might have. Well, started I was, drinking. I was gonna smoke a cigarette, uh, and I did start drinking, but um, I think We've he might have had. He's, I think he's on the wacky weed, as my dad would no. call it. No, I think, <laughs> I think he's on the wacky weed. Yeah. No, I think he's pretty lucid. Uh, he seemed pretty really? lucid to me. He just his internet did not seem lucid. Um. Yeah, we've only had one person smoke on the show. Was that him? No, it was Phil. Oh yeah. Oh. Phil Phil lit up right away. And went. That's yeah. yeah. I'm smoking. <laughs> most it was exciting. Most of these you can smoke <clears throat> if you want. Most of these interviews are more like conversations, though. But the Rick thing was an interview, so that's probably why it was so different than what we were used to. Well, I couldn't hear what he was saying. Well, and get, I, I thought at one point he was going to settle down. Well, Gabe, <laughs> now that we've had like a week under our belt. Uh, what would you like to go back and revisit question-wise to Rick? Maybe I can answer that for you. I think. You know what? I think Kelly <laughs> is it needs a, to be a regular is, part of is the panel. Is it a 5-4? Is it a 5-4? Is that what we're looking at? A 5-4 on that song? Whatever it is? A 14-15? What, what were we talking about? <laughs> you know this better than anybody. Wow. You, you really listen no, to that I thing. Do. How many times you listen to this? Probably more do. than you, Gabe. You never listened to it. <laughs> yeah, Gabe. I never listened to it. I never listened to it. Why don't you... It's over. I don't have any part of the editing. You don't even send me the links anymore about the edits. Oh, I gave up. It's, it's, like, it's on like <laughs> it's, on, it's on like Apple iTunes. You can just like yeah. like it and subscribe. Exactly, and, right? Gabe. Yeah, yes. Everybody give, you give it five stars. <clears throat> give it five stars, Gabe. Yeah, you could you could Jesus. listen to it and then give us an extra play. Come on, man. You don't even have to pay attention. Just bleep, play it. No, I'm usually us, working. Yeah, usually working during the day, and I relax. 
out of my office at night, so I, I don't really have the time to listen oh, to it. Oh, I, I know, I know. <laughs> the rest of us who don't have anything to do all day. But, but the point is, Gabe, you don't have to listen. You just have to hit play. You've already lived it. You're yeah. just putting, you just need to give putting us numbers those click on counts. there. Yeah. But Gabe, you don't Someday. listen to stuff at work? Like, it's called sponsorship. Work? I listen to little music, but I, it, takes, it takes my concentration away from my work, so I, I can't do it. Uh, are you are you doing brain surgery, Gabe? Yes. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm a data processor, so I have to concentrate on my screen. I, I sit at wait, the desk all day. Wait, you're a data processor? That's my title. Well, I'm not te- technically, I'm a data processor, but I'm a, I'm a mail list analyst. I work with mailing lists for a printing company. It's, it's boring work. That that sounds sexist. Wait, mail- you're a sexist? mail he, he's list. He's a mail list. A yeah, male it's like a, it's list. like a feminist, but he's a maleist. Male? Fuck you, Gabe. Like Fuck you. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Let's not get out of hand here. Mailing. Ooh. Mailing. Ooh. Mailing list. See what, see Thanks what for doing. mansplaining. Right. Yeah. Right? Oh, no. This is going south. This is going south. Gabe, you Let's know I realized we didn't, we didn't talk about what's behind you tonight. Maybe we should do that with oh, Kelly. Oh, yeah. She's a part of What this. album? No, I, what I, album? I, I, I want to hear albums. Gabe tell Kelly to behave. <laughs> That's when I'm really no, uh, all right, Scott, There's probably on, a on. lot of people let's that Let's change the that. subject. Scott, when's the last time you had Mexican food? Let's get on that. <laughs> oh, no. When was the last no, time I had a Mexican not, food? Yes, listen, Chipotle, Chipotle well, is awesome. I made tacos awesome. today. Okay. That's racist. Okay. <laughs> Regardless. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, wait a minute. Okay, Gabe's not willing to take the hit, but he wants hold me on, hold to on. take it's the hit. All right, you got Pitchfork back there, and you got... Yeah. That's the one thing I would have changed. He's I would have put the Pitchfork album up behind me and the Drawback Jehu record. If I could have changed anything about last week, it would have been the Pitchfork record. That's the one thing you yes. would have changed? And you wouldn't have jumped in on the interview a little earlier? I That's tried. what I tried. you should have changed. I got this Pitchfork 7-inch. It's numbered 74 so out of 100. How, how did yeah, I, I don't smoking. even remember buying this thing. Uh, I think I've got 76. <laughs> uh, Scott was two people behind you. I never listened to that Pitchfork 7-inch. And I always forget that I have it. And I saw it the other day. I was like, holy shit, when did I get this? I'll have to see if I <laughs> even know what it sounds like because I don't have my turntable plugged in yet. But anyway, the record's behind Okay, this is... Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> this is 14 weeks of I haven't turned in... My, I haven't plugged in my turntable. <laughs> Our Listen, number one fan. What the... F- what is that? I had some speakers that were like... Uh, speakers that were three feet off the ground in my house in Kenosha when I lived up there. For like uh, 10 years and never even plugged them in. And I finally sold them because they're, why do I want speakers on the floor that never plugged in? I used to have my turntable plugged in. When I moved, I never plugged it in again. I don't have a flat surface to put it in. So anyway. So so you're just a poser. No, 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 no. You put vinyl up every week and you don't listen to any the of it. The one re- week. Why don't you bring <laughs> that Pitchfork record with you this weekend and I will give it a good home and I will play <laughs> that thing. I play Can it on Spotify. I tell you what's going on with vinyl these days? My son came barreling into, he's 16, comes barreling into <laughs> my uh, workspace today and he says, Dad, I got to run over to Strictly Discs, which is the record store about five blocks away from my house. And I say, why? What's going on? My friend just called. They got the Frank Ocean Blonde vinyl in. Uh, <laughs> it's only 40 bucks. And I'm like, what? Only. What are you fucking talking about? And he's like, it's on. He goes, it, it sells all year online on eBay and shit for 180 bucks. And and they got three copies in strictly discs suddenly, and they're 40 bucks a piece. My friend bought two of them, but he left one of them for me. I need to go over there right now. 180 bucks? What are they charging a dollar a gram? Yeah, it's not cocaine. Yeah, 
This is this is white white vinyl. Is that what you said? Yes, it is is white vinyl. It's it's white vinyl. It's made out of cocaine. It is white vinyl. Oh well, then that's a good buy. There, that's a good buy. Yeah. Yeah, because if that you seems, get hard up, you can that seems chop of, that thing up. Cut up. Fuck Frank Ocean. <laughs> I'm, I want to get high. And then, oh, Frank Frank Ocean is sweet. Well, he runs. I he know, comes but back if, you, if, you, if you you're Jonesing, yeah, Frank yeah. Ocean's got to go. He bought. He wound up buying two Frank Ocean albums. Another one. I don't know, Agent Orange or something. Another forty bucks. He bought eighty dollars worth of Frank Ocean albums today. And he could probably Wait. turn them around tomorrow and sell them for three times the price. Crazy. Well, that's better than Bitcoin. Yeah. So there you go. Does he have a turntable? He does. <laughs> I set him up with See? a turntable. Gabe. Gabe. You got to. It's not that big of a deal, Gabe. Your, just plug the fucking thing in. Plug your shit in. <laughs> I'm not the only one that has a turntable that's not plugged in. But most of the okay. most of the records I have on vinyl, <laughs> I have on CD as well, or I can play on Spotify. I just don't. I'm preserving uh, it Spotify. so I can play it later. See? Hey, hey, Scott! How CD's much? CD's mo- really fucking below. S- Scott, how much money did you make off Spotify last year? Like seven cents? What'd you What'd you make? You know, here's the thing, Kelly. Is uh, uh, that's personal. <laughs> and well, Ted Nugent made what, like a buck twenty-two or something, a dollar twenty-two or something off it. I mean, you know, if if I have a record, I've already got the record. If I've got that uh, Pitchfork record. Which I'm gonna have this weekend, mm-hmm. and like you know, if I play it on the turntable, they don't get any. You know, they don't get 17 cents. But if I play it uh, on Spotify, Spotify or Apple, you know, at least the 17 cents goes out. You know, it's like when am I gonna drag my Sunday's CDs out? I'll just play it on you know, on okay, Apple so, Music. So you've given me the blessing for continuing my Pandora and Spotify listening. It's it's there's nothing I can do about it. It's okay. fine. I don't get. I don't get rankled and bent out of shape by it. It's just like the guest list thing. It's it's fine. It's it's all baked in the cake. I, it's, I have a confession. Okay. You got another confession to make? I have some confessions, yeah. Um, Is I this wor- a Foo Fighters song? <laughs> no, again? no, no, it's not, no. <laughs> uh, I have worked in the industry for a million years. Yes. I have loved music for a million years. Right. I have owned one turntable. I received it my... Freshman year, sophomore year in high school. Uh, it was from Sears. It was <laughs> it was the player with the two cassette decks that I could record, you know, off one another. And I've never owned any stereo equipment since then. Never. You don't never. No, no, no big wood speakers? Nope. Not anything that I no, I've never plugged in anything because there was nothing to plug in. Well, you work at a job where you're listening to music all day, too, so... Well, that's true, but I, I feel kind of bad right now. We're doing all these vinyl things at, at G-Man. Every day, we're spinning vinyl, and I, I, yeah. feel, I feel a little guilty. I mean, at one point, I owned probably, I don't know, 400 albums because I worked in record stores. Uh-huh. You get all the little cutoffs, and, uh, and they're all gone now because I've given them all away. Which is another funny story. The Mormons, they're not supposed to like listen to music when they're on their two-year sabbatical or whatever they're supposed to do. When I moved from Terre Haute to Chicago, these Mormon dudes would pedal their bicycles down the street and, you know, preach preach whatever they preach. And they Mormonism. just these two boys were just so charming. And uh and I remember going, Hey, listen, guys, if you're around next week, I'm moving to Chicago. 
and could use the help <laughs> in loading up the truck. So if you're pedaling around, that'd be great. And they were like, we'd be happy to help you, Kelly. And, uh, and I told them that they could take whatever albums they wanted, which now I know is completely like a taboo. Rules. Totally yeah. taboo. Cause they listen to like Barbra Streisand and classical music. And I was giving them, you know, aha or whatever I gave them. Uh, uh and, uh, <laughs> and yeah, they took a bunch of albums and pedaled away after they loaded my house onto a truck. I wonder, I wonder where are they are sure, now. Are you sure they were Mormons? Sounds no. like Jehovah's Witnesses. They me. were. That's what they were. Latter-day Saints. Yep. See. Man, those pamphlets were the best. Yeah. They really were informative and good stories. They, those people know how to ring a doorbell. They do. They're really. Yeah, that knock. That knock. You're just like. Solid. Sure. Oh, my mom. My mom could recognize a Jehovah's Witness knock <laughs> from a mile away. I was like, oh, it's Hyde. It's Jehovah's Witnesses. No, no. Bring them in. They've got that crisp white shirt that's a little sweaty because they've been on their bike all day. They're yeah. Black pants. They're so sweet. Listening Super to sweet. AHA records. <laughs> you know, if you're a Jehovah's Witness, you don't need a turntable. <laughs> you, can, you can play the records with your mind. That's probably true. It is. It is true. Mm-hmm. Look I it up. You. I believe you. Gabe, what do you have behind you? I, I, I was talking about the Pitchfork record. Uh, <laughs> and the other record I have is the Black Sabbath, We Sold Our Soul for Rock and Roll. Is that a double record? Is it Soul or Souls? Soul. We Sold Our Soul for Rock and Roll. It's like a best of, right? Yes, it is. I don't even remember buying it's, that. It's for the newbies. It's for the people who aren't true fans. That would so, be that would be me. I love it's that for album. the posers. Yeah. No. Hey, right here. Check check one. Check one two. It's got all seventeen songs of theirs that you like. <laughs> That's right. I've got other Sabbath records, but uh, what made you put that one up, Gabe? Uh, just the 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 juxtaposition, whatever the word I'm looking for. The, the two different uh, angles of music. Pitchfork is the like two different ends of the spectrum. Yes. I'm running out of spectrum because most of my records that I have left are like speed metal or heavy metal or something from the 80s and 90s. So we'll see what I got after this. It's going to be a lot of suicidal tendencies and judge. You need some Bee Gees records. Oh, you yeah. Need, uh, Just a Saturday Night Fever soundtrack would be fine. I would have accepted some, that. Yeah. So, you know, he needs some early Bee Gees records and he needs some Burt Janch records. Um, you, you do you have any Neil Young records? No, no Neil. What? You need a Neil Young record. Well, I don't have I don't have my turntable plugged in. I'm not going to buy any more records. <laughs> Wait, do you not have your turntable plugged in? Do you, Wait, let me get this straight. Do you not you have, have electricity? Do you, you you don't have electricity? I have. You know, he's a Mormon. Uh-huh. I have three monitors for my computer because I work as a data processor. All my plugs are taken right. That's now. right. Taken. You're a mail list. I'm a mail list. You know, I I have a, a strip that has like four or five different prong. Yes, they're all like used. plugins. They're all used. I got everything plugged in. I got no place to put my turntable. If you ever come out to South Carolina, you'll see all my stuff is taken. The walls. No, it's good that we know what's really important to you, Gabe. My work is a, a mailist. Is old oh wait is, is that like Oak an, an is, is Oak Island in South Carolina? Never heard. Oak of it. Island. Okay. I think that's in South Carolina. I'm near Greenville. 
times. Yeah, okay. We need some recommendations for good Mexican restaurants for gay in South Carolina. (laughs) And I also feel... Yes? Kelly? Oh, I have something to say. Chipotle really is good, Scott, and you cannot judge Chipotle until you eat... Oh, no. No, you can't. Not until you eat at Chipotle. I'm not saying it's a Mexican restaurant, and I love that McDonald's owns it. I'm just saying it's some fresh fucking shit. I don't think I've had Qdoba. It's not the same. It's not the same. It is the the same. McDonald's doesn't own it. It's a guy who used to be a part of the upper echelon of McDonald's, spinned off his own thing and started Chipotle. And and clearly, uh, you're on the take from this guy. Yeah, I don't understand. I would love well, we're looking constant... for a sponsor, right? Aren't you looking for a sponsor? Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle. Oh my God! <laughs> if, you ever, if you ever get a uh, like a, a meal or whatever from some of your places on the road, and there's a Chipotle next door, and they say, "Hey, we'll get you a Chipotle. Check it out. Tell me what you think." But you can't judge it. No, don't man. judge. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> I can. No, no, it's tasty. You think you're better than me, Scott? I'm telling you. Oh, taking my line. Hey. Uh, I just, I don't see the point in it. Because you tried it so many times you didn't like, oh, that's right, you never tried it. (laughs) It's good stuff. All right, what am I going to eat at Chipotle? Listen, on on Friday. A burrito? A dung bag? (laughs) Listen. Oh, oh, speaking of burritos, uh, Joe Nunez is going to, Come to a show coming up soon. Okay. And uh, and he said he was going to bring tamales. So Ooh. yay! I said yes. No, he's no. not. He's not. He's not the, he's he's not not the tamale. Claudio. No, he's a tamale he's, guy. He's he, not he's, the tamale guy. He knows where tamales are. Did the tamale guy recover though? Didn't he get COVID? He did, and then I think he got screwed. Like the guys yeah. that right. And tamale guys had a crazy year. I'm sure he, he really. He's not going to be in business when I, when I come out. So we're going to have tamales. And guess what, Gabe? You can't have any of them. <laughs> I'm going to get you Chipotle. I'm just going to get you no, some no, Chipotle no, no. and say, eat that. I actually had tamales today, <laughs> but they were like from Trader Joe's. Oh, yeah, that's oh, not the same. Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> See, eat Trader I, Joe tamales. No. You're eating. No. Listen, uh-uh. It's South burritos. Carolina. I cannot be too picky here. You might go to South Carolina. And we're going to uh, find Mexican very food. Very soon. And I am going to blaze a trail of Mexican restaurants <laughs> to that, that state. Tweet, tweet, tweet. Non-stop. There you go. Tweet, tweet. <laughs> deedly, deedly, tweet, tweet. Scott, you need to be like the one-bite pizza guy of Mexican restaurants. <laughs> you know the rules. One bite and then head to the bathroom. <laughs> if it's Chipotle, that would definitely No, work. I promise you that wouldn't happen. No. It really is tasty. It's just like ugh. Listen, I'm with Gabe on this. Chipotle is decent. Do they have it's, does it's, Chipotle have refried beans? It's not refried. They're pinto beans or black See, beans. I already hate it. Or or black beans. Fucking black bean burritos are gross. It's a different yeah, it, style. Refried. Of definitely. Yeah, but the, their their pinto beans are not mashed. Like refried beans are. They should be. Are we going to talk about refried beans now? Is that we're talking about? <laughs> I'll tell you what. You know what? I will get you some refried beans from El Barco. You're trying to mansplain me refried beans. What's well, it's man- okay if a man talks to another man this way. You should know that, malist. Okay. What's the word when a white person tries to tell a Mexican guy about 
uh, refried beans. Uh, What's the word? Uh, oh. Canceled. <laughs> Wait, the Mexican guy who we asked, "What's how do you say heart in Spanish?" And you're like, heart and it's yeah, yeah. I Don't have ask no idea. me. I can't Don't even roll my me. tongue. Follow your corazón, Gabe. <laughs> this is. I'll get you some this weekend. I will bring you some uh, refried beans from El Barco, and uh, oh my god, dude, these things. I can't get them out of my head. It's, uh, it's, it. They're just so warm so when, when I eat okay, them. Okay, and, you, and I when put you them left in the my place, mouth, you, when you left the place, you smelled like refried beans. It's like beans. the smell, smell <laughs> all over me. Does anybody else feel like this I, when they eat great I've, refried beans? I've never eaten at El Barco, but I was thinking of you guys the other day when I went to Taco Bell and ordered a burrito <laughs> supreme with no meat. And um, and I was like, oh, look at me. I'm being a, a, a Taco Bell vegetarian or yeah. whatever the heck you guys called yourselves. That's exactly but what I was they like, called themselves. That's that's what I that's, did. I did. That's it. what it is. Yeah. It was delicious. What about a Mexican pizza with no meat? Oh, that was oh, my I, jam. I, I, I haven't tried that. You used to be able to get three tacos for a dollar in the in the 80s. I mean, it was nothing. Free tacos? For <laughs> a dollar? That doesn't <laughs> make any sense. <laughs> Three. I heard the same thing. Three. Trace. However you say it. <laughs> However you say it. This one may be And you more. say you don't know Spanish. Thrice. Oh, yeah, yeah. Look at how cute your dog uh, is back there. She's waiting for you. She wants to go out. Who? Do you see her? Yeah. Other side. Where? Other Where? side. Oh, she's... Yeah, she's... Uh, she, she digs hanging out up on the steps and in a little perch. That's your laundry room. She's not going out at all there, right? Isn't that your laundry room? That is the laundry room, but she likes to hang out up there. Up high? Because, the, yeah, with the dirty laundry. <laughs> She's regular Don Henley. Yeah. <laughs> Kick them when they up. <laughs> Congratulations. That's your final song. <laughs> Damn it. Oh well, I. That's a you fun song. Be careful song. what you so, say on this show. Be, it's a pretty good one. Uh, it's fun. It's fun. All right. All right. Do you guys well, hang up on me? What happens here? It comes and goes in plateaus. One month later, I'm a fucking pro. My parents would be proud. Or fall asleep on the floor. Not a race at all We're just trying I'm only trying To get home Drunk drivers Drunk drivers This is not a good thing I don't mean To rationalize Or try And explain it away It's not okay Drunk drivers Drunk drivers Against other 
negative person It was all just an act It was all so easily stripped away But if we learn how to live like this Maybe we can learn how to start again Like a child who's never done wrong Who hasn't taken that first step We are not a proud race It's not a race at all We're just trying I'm only trying to get home Drunk drivers, drunk drivers Put it out of your mind And perish the thought There's no comfort in responsibility Drunk drivers, drunk drivers It doesn't have to be like this It doesn't have to be like this It doesn't have to be like this Kill the whales, kill the whales It doesn't have to be like this It doesn't have to be like this Come back when you do a, a herb and Mike. I want to jump in on that hilarity. <laughs> oh, you think we're going to have both of those together? Oh, I think you should. Well, does Mike even have like a computer? 
So probably not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he just recently got a cell phone, right? Yeah, but I, I, I think he's going to have to get a computer because uh, I think he's uh, he likes doing the porn. The, uh, <laughs> oh wait, what? <laughs> right. 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 Is that well? Is they've that... been they've been hosting the the wax tracks. Show, I know. Right? I I have not heard it. It's been on. Is it once or twice? I don't know, but apparently Her, Herb is doing a a recurring bit where he dresses up like uh, 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 Al Jorgensen and reads uh, fan mail. Oh, that's hilarious! Al, Jorgen- Al Jorgensen yeah. came into uh, G Man the other night and played his new album. What really? Uh huh. I missed it. I skipped out early, and uh, he popped in with uh, Derek Smith, and Aww. and I guess it's a fucking metal album. Really? It's like, yeah, people were super stoked. Was it on vinyl? No, digital. Hmm. So Gabe could listen to it. Uh, on his yeah, on his phone. Yeah, probably he can download it on iTunes or something when it's released. He can listen to it on his phone, listen to Spotify. Or maybe he can he, buy he, it. His burrito bowl. He can he could probably buy it on vinyl eventually and just prop it up behind him. <laughs> right. For sure. For sure. <laughs> you know that's the definition of a poser, right? No, because I would buy the vinyl to have it and download it to play it. That's not a poser. That's that's a true fan. <laughs> that's saving his vinyl so he can sell it for a big price later on. It's no scratches. Gabe Rodriguez, true fan. <laughs> That's going to be the name of his autobiography. His autobibliography is going to be called True Fan. That's just going to be a list of books that he likes. Books. About music. So, Gabe, when are you getting That's in on Friday? That's what an autobibliography is. You know? I'm coming straight to G-Man from the road. So, I'll be uh, needing a shower. So, have the Chipotle ready. <laughs> No, I'm just I'm, I'm driving in just for that. I guess there's some surprises happening at the show, and I got to be there, and I'm gonna sleep on Scott's couch, Scott and Justine's couch. Oh, it's That's a comfortable couch. It's a good couch. It's comfortable. I've sat on that couch. It's a good couch. You could sleep on that oh, platform no. where Karen is over by the laundry. Room. <laughs> yeah, you're sleeping back there. You're sleeping in the laundry room somewhere. Karen's gonna come. Hey, who are you? What's going on here? All right. All right. All right. This is one of the greatest episodes of all time. Thank you, Kelly. Thank ben, you, Scott. I'm pretty sure you say that to everyone, but I'm, thank you. Well, you didn't it. say it last week. You didn't say it last <laughs> no, week, but I, I think, <laughs> I mean, Mike's was really fun. Rachel's was really fun. Steve's was really fun. Steve's sleeve. Oh, I can't wait to see the poster. Oh, <laughs> cut, that. <laughs> cut that out. Uh, I, <laughs> Yeah, this is this has been I I'm enjoying this podcast immensely. <laughs> it's really it's good. It's a good time. Well, thanks for lighting up lighting up with us. <laughs> Literally? What? Huh? Lighting, lighting up. <laughs> lighting lightning up. Lighten uh, up? Sure. Light That'll up work. and turn the music on loud. We're rocking, rocking. Did Charles Grodin die today? Yeah. What? Damn it. Charles that, Grodin died today. How old was he? 86. He wasn't. Oh, <gasps> really? Shut up. No. Sharp motherfucker to the end, right? I don't know about that, but. 
guess. No, I mean, when was the last time you saw him in anything where he wasn't super oh, sure? I, when was the last time I saw him in anything? When was the last thing he was in? The couch trip. Okay, that's 20 years ago, man. <laughs> wow, that was impressive that you just had that. Did you Did you? I Google think Scott that? mentions the couch trip every, every show. I hate the couch trip, uh, but I watch it every time it's on. And I'm going, why am I watching? This is one of the worst comedies ever made. The first time he saw the couch trip, he was on acid, and he thought Charles Grodin's toupee was coming after him in the theater. <laughs> Charles Grodin had a toupee? Uh, I've never seen it, so I'll put that on right after I watch Saturday Night Live. Oh, who needs acid when you've got mind-blowing shit like that happening Ben Scott, Reiser, you're my acid. Scott, Scott, nobody needs acid. It's really, it's, it's really bad. Uh, I don't know. Yes, there, some. Uh, oh. It's been, it, it's been used to treat schizophrenia. So some people, that's might really might need acid. Yeah, I know yeah, it's a real ket- thing. Ketamine's been for depression, <laughs> but I didn't know about acid. Only horses for, need ketamine and cats. Cats. It's like one of the only things cats can have for anesthesia. Can I little, can I say little, a Charles little, Grodin movie that I find fucking hilarious that everyone thinks is terrible? Is that Cliff- Midnight Run? No. Oh please! <laughs> no, everyone loves the Midnight Run. <laughs> Clifford with People, uh, I'm going to say so, I'm going to say something controversial. Right. I like Midnight Run. <laughs> Clifford with uh, Martin Short. Oh, <laughs> I love that movie. The- God, that movie makes me laugh. That was one of my mom's favorites. She would watch that over and over, and I would just look at her like she was an alien. She knew what she was doing. She's like, look at him. It's Martin Short. He's acting like a child. Isn't this great? Doesn't he always act like a child? But Grodin makes that movie because he... He sells the idea of Martin Short as a kid. <laughs> he plays it totally straight. <laughs> Isn't somebody like a famous director, like a real huge fan of Clifford? Uh, like Scorsese. Pa- Paul Thomas Anderson or something maybe. like that? Or Tarantino, maybe. Who knows? Scorsese. <laughs> Could be Scorsese. I, he, he did the audio commentary for the Blu-ray of Clifford. That's coming out. And, and Ben, you engineered that, yes, right? I yes, I did. Yeah. Does do I see a Blu-ray propped up behind Ben? Or no. No, Gabe's got a Blu-ray of Clifford. Is that what's behind you? <laughs> I thought Clifford was a cartoon. I, I don't know. <laughs> I knew he was gonna say that. <laughs> Clifford the big red dog? Uh, I don't see that in here. Charles Gordon is the get, voice of Clifford. That's why I can't Clifford, get words in half the time because they're talking about movies I've never seen, but that's all right. I didn't you see You can get either. your words in, Gabe. Come Look on. Look at him. trying to He's trying to movie shame yes. us. Yes. <laughs> movie shame and Chipotle shame. Cinephile shaming from the malest. <laughs> Settle down, Kelly Way, well, or else Gabe will chastise you again. It's, hey, it's free for three. So there you go. Right? Isn't that what it was? Free for three? Tacos? Free for three. Free for a dollar. That taco is free for a dollar. You know that, right? Free for a dollar. You guys. Free for a dollar. I'm going to stop talking with marbles in my mouth. Fun stuff.
razón de ser Con solo unas palabras un caso puede resolver ah. Pero pega una trompada y tira todo Se cree ya muy listo con su modo de ser Sin historia, sin tiempo y sin memoria Puede reaccionar así Pero no se da cuenta Su personalidad en venta está ah, El hombre suburbano sigue su rutina Sin darse cuenta que Su vida terminará Terminará. 